She's so cute when she laughs. Welcome to Are We There Yet? An exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, Dee Hollander. And I'm Brenda McCullough, your anime Holly Parker or Annie James from The Parent Trap. Oh, okay. Yeah, figured that'd be a hard one to get. <laughs> I think it's Holly. Holly. I think of Holly and I think of Rocket Power. Yo, yeah. Holly. Uh, <laughs> also, looking up that reference because I wanted to get their names right, turns out the Maid assistant in it mm-hmm. is named Chessie. Chessie. Like chess. Not yeah. Jesse, like the name, but Chessie, like the board game. I knew that. What? I didn't know that. And I watched it fairly recently, so uh, <laughs> did not catch it at all. Is this specifically the Lindsay Lohan one? Specifically Lindsay Lohan one, yes. Yeah. I was just thinking, I wonder if I wonder if they ha- also had a maid named Chessie in the original one. It's like, I've never heard. I assumed it was just Jessie and I was mishearing it. Yeah, it's a weird name, but hey. Yeah. yeah, if they committed to it in the remake, I'd assume it had to be the same in the original. Because otherwise, that's just a wild choice to be like, hmm, uh, we're changing the name. What can we make? <laughs> what sounds more 90s? Hey, who are you? What's your name? Uh, 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 Chess? E. E. Chessie. Chessie, that's it. <laughs> that's a good movie. I like that one. That's a fun time. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> what we have going on this week is sort of similar. Ooh, they don't got the same face, but they got the same names. We're watching <laughs> Nana. Yeah. Ooh. This is a recommendation that came to us from Twitter from user at E-E-K-L-S-Y-E-K-L-C, I think. Eek, Kelsey. Uh. <laughs> Jasper, if you start chasing your tail on this table, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose it. You do that on the floor, bud. <laughs> like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Eeksley. Thank you for the recommendation. But yeah, so I just gave it, you know, the old cursory, uh, please don't be hentai, Google. <laughs> and uh, from what I saw, it does... Seem just like punk rock Carolyn Tuesday, so I am interested to see how it goes. I saw there was some like headline or something that said like Nana is the anime that like everyone has heard of, but it seems like no one has seen. <laughs> Disagree. I've never heard of it. Oh, oh. I've heard of it. Uh, oh, thank God, balance is restored. <laughs> <laughs> the natural order of things. Yeah, I looked it up and like reading the summary, I got real confused and thought. It was the parent trap, and I don't think that's what it is when I reread when you guys pointed it out to me. I was like, oh, I'm just an idiot. Yeah, you thought it was more of a fight club situation. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, there's two characters named Nana, and one, like, in the summary, it says, like, the other Nana. I was like, ah, split personalities, because it's anime. It's got to be absurd <laughs> and insane. And like, everyone else is just like, it's just two people with the same name. I was like, ah, <laughs> oh. my best friend since childhood is also named Brendan. Why didn't I think that was a possibility? <laughs> Yeah, but I don't I don't know too much about it, so I know nothing. It's still fairly a mystery, so I guess we'll find out together. It's it's us against the Nana world. <laughs> wow.
being pals. This is all it should be. This is all it should have been. <laughs> we watched one episode and it was perfect. It, it was all perfect. we needed. There are 46 uh, more and they don't need to exist, probably. <laughs> At least some of them. There must be more. There must be more. Yeah. We'll get into this first episode, but everything they're putting down, if they intentionally didn't make main Nani, uh, Nani, uh, Nani? Nana gay, uh, then, ooh, they fucked up. <laughs> they, they did bad. <laughs> they misled. This was a time. I feel like you already pointed out it's 47 episodes total, mm-hmm. I think, which is like surprisingly long for an anime because it's, you know, like we've seen, it's either like 12 episodes or it's like a thousand episodes, like one piece. And there's like usually very little in between. And I think with the smaller seasons, it forces the pacing better. But when there's like Death Note where there's like more time, yeah. you kind of get, not filler episodes, but you kind of get drawn out episodes where it's like two things of like Note happened in this episode and like the rest we could have skipped over. Yeah. Mm. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. So in the first episode... We open on someone, just a voice, asking Nana if she remembers the first time they met and that this person believes that it was fate. And then the opening happens. And it's very punk. Very fun. Mm -hmm. It's not my style, but like as the song went on, I was like, okay. It's a good vibe. It's a good song. And then we see a girl and she got a text, but uh, I don't know what it said. But either way, it made her super happy. Back in the day of subtitling didn't exist in the dub version at all, ever. And it's yep. really not helpful. The whole screen is just her phone and it's like, what? <laughs> I wonder what that says. Oh, well. <laughs> what am I looking at? She says that spring is here, but it's snowing out. So it's kind of funny. She just means the spring of her life. <laughs> <laughs> Springtime of youth. <laughs> Her inner monologue says that she's running away and she thinks her parents, she says she's pretty much running away and she thinks her parents are secretly relieved that she's leaving. (laughs) Ah, love that anxiety right at the top. (laughs) My parents hate me. It's fine. My parents are mad at me for existing. (laughs) I mean, she is the middle child after all. That makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... (laughs) She's going to Tokyo, and she's excited. Uh, She's got no time to feel sad or homesick. She's just going. Um, And she's excited to be able to see someone named Shoji every day, who is her boyfriend. She gets on the train, and it's pretty crowded, and she comes across a seat that has a guitar on it. And when she leans over to ask the girl, who presumably the guitar belongs to, the train breaks, and she falls on the punk girl that's sitting there. And the punk girl is like, are you okay? I'm sorry my guitar fell on you. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm good. And then she asks if she can sit next to her. And the punk girl says, yes. It's at this point that I know they're both named Nana. Is that revealed in the anime yet? No. <laughs> I called them Prep Nana and Punk Nana. I literally wrote Prep for uh, this Nana as well. Yep. So, yes. <laughs> yep. On the same wavelength. Perfect. I wasn't covering this episode, so I didn't take notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after this, Punk Nana isn't as involved, so... <laughs> it, it becomes the tale of one Nana. Yes. <laughs> we just call her Nan. 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 <laughs> so, Prep Nana is looking at Punk Nana and thinking about how beautiful and cool she is and that she must be famous or something. She's wearing a designer ring. And then Punk Nana, she's smoking, and she's like, hey, is the smoke bothering you? And Prep Nana looks away, and she's just like, oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> and she blushes. 
Nothing you two can bother me. Hee hee. Hee hee, you're so hot. Clearly in love. <laughs> Clearly, it's love at first sight. She looks at this woman and she's just like, oh my god. The standard the meet fuck? cute intro, like falling on top of her, like, oh, now we can sit together and bond. Yeah. Like truly set up. How can you read this any other way? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and Prep Nana is like, it stinks that the train is stopped. Like, I'm kind of in a hurry. But I'll just text Shoji. So she texts him and she texts super fast. And Punk Nana is like really impressed. And she says something about you high school kids. And then Prep Nana is like, no, I'm I'm 20. <laughs> and then Punk Nana says, oh, I'm 22. Also, 20 also. <laughs> Not 22. And they're both doing the same thing. They're both going to Tokyo to start fresh and find jobs crazy just wait till they learn each other's names <laughs> actually i like the voice actress for punk nana a lot uh in english i think her vibe is really cool she's got like a nice like smoky raspy thing yeah it's not like in your face like yeah i'm a hardcore front man in every conversation yeah, yeah yeah so prep nana asks where she's from and then shoji calls her and she says hi this is nana um and she talks about the delay on the train this is a one-sided phone call (laughs) (laughs) that's where you are in tokyo (laughs) and based on what we hear it sounds like he's gonna pick her up whenever and he sounds nice at this point i was like he sounds like a nice guy i was so fucking (laughs) wrong i hate this fucking guy (laughs) (sighs) okay yeah this is like the only good episode because we don't learn anything really about any of these characters who are all secretly terrible at this point (laughs) So Prep Nana hangs up and Punk Nana is like, oh, is that your boyfriend? And then Prep Nana is like, hee hee, yeah, he moved to Tokyo to go to art school and he told me to stay behind so I could plan things out and save some money. And she makes it sound like he cares. <laughs> it's like at this point, I was like, yeah, that's a, that's actually like a good plan, you know? Like, don't just move to Tokyo if you don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, especially don't make someone else move to Tokyo when you know they don't know what they're going to do. I like all the prefacing because this is exactly what's going in my head. Like, <laughs> at this point, he sounds cool. I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop. Any yep. minute now. <laughs> uh, we'll get there quick. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but so she saved money and now she's on her way. Uh, and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe like I'm telling this all to you, like a complete stranger. And then Punk Nana is like, well, we're probably going to be here a while. So, you know, we can get to know each other. And then Prep Nana is like, great, I'll just keep talking. <laughs> Punk Nana at one point says like, ah, sometimes it's easier to tell everything to a stranger because I can't judge you. And I just immediately realized that's from I Love You, Man. It's almost like the exact same plot line. Of, Is it? He, he like meets Jason Segel's character and just confesses everything to him at once. He's like, why am I doing this? Oh. He's like, because I can't judge you because I don't know who you are. And I was like... <laughs> This is just gay anime I love you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, I love you, man was gayer than this show. (laughs) (laughs) Woof. That's true. (laughs) At least what we've seen. Prep Nana buys them some beers and she like tries to toast to Shoji passing his exams. And Punk Nana is like, I literally don't care about that. Why would I toast to that? (laughs) I have no idea who this guy is. You should learn this before you move to a city with lots of people. Uh, In conversations, you tend to try to include the other person. (laughs) Yeah. Also, most people don't give a heck about you. (laughs) So instead, they cheers to the coincidence of their meeting and all of the qualities they share and that they have the same name. Wow. Um, And then we hear future prep Nana like reminiscing on the moment and her pouring her heart out and all of that. 
Um, so they get to the train station and Prep Nana sees Shoji and just runs off and Punk Nana walks the other way. So, bye. They're strangers again, <laughs> lost in the crowd. She runs into Shoji's, like, not his arms because he doesn't have his arms extended. <laughs> she just runs into him and starts crying. First red flag. Yep. Um, and she's just happy to see him. And she, like, turns around to see if Punk Nana is still there, but she's already gone. And she's like, oh, we didn't even get to swap numbers. And Shoji says, then it sounds like you weren't really friends at all. Stop crying. Wow. And I was just like, oh, no. Oh, Here we go. Unravels this guy so fucking quickly. sucks. <laughs> so they go meet their friends, uh, June and Kyosuke. And then there's like a, not really even a montage, but they drive to Shoji's place. They go inside and suddenly Prep Nana is like, she gets embarrassed that she's like, oh, I'm going to stay alone with you. And she's like, oh, I was just expecting to stay with June. And then Shoji was like, oh, well, that would be weird considering that June and Kyosuke live together now, like as a couple. And she was like, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Good for them. Oh, my friends didn't tell me this vital thing. It's almost like I'm not that good friends with them. It's almost Hmm. like they don't care about me. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) But she's happy to be staying with him. And then the next morning, uh, Shoji is already gone when Prep Nana wakes up. And she does some work around the house. She cleans and she decides that she's going to have dinner ready for him when he gets back. And she's just like, I kind of like this, like being a little housewife. (laughs) And he gets back and he eats the food and he's like, wow, it's good. Shocking. Surprisingly good. Um, And then he's like, so uh, did you like go see a realtor about finding your own place? And uh, like, how did the job search go? And she's just like, oh, shoot. I didn't do any of those things because she was just having fun playing housewife for a day. And then he's like, well, did you stay in bed all day? Because she doesn't say that out loud. And she's like, well, I did clean your whole apartment. And he's like, is that what you came to Tokyo to do? To clean my apartment? And then she's like, is that the thanks I get for cleaning your shitty, terrible apartment? I've been in this city for like eight hours. Can I please like take a second to breathe and be like, hey, I'm homeless in a new city. Can I just at least be comfortable in my surroundings for a sec. Chill. Yeah. yeah. And she did him a favor. Like, yeah. <laughs> Cleaned and cooked. And yeah, I've had buddies crash on my couch in college for longer than this before I start giving them shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you were not in a relationship with any of them. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, she snaps at him and then he just fucking looks at her and then doesn't speak to her. He just gives her the silent treatment. But she's right. Just because he thinks that she should find a job doesn't mean that he gets to be ungrateful for her doing this for him. Yeah, there's definitely a less shitty way of conveying his message than the way he did it. Yeah, because like it's not like he left in the morning and was like, hey, good luck with a job search. And have her go, yep, that's the only thing I'm doing today. He just left. Yep, left, left a note just saying bye. Yeah, didn't even say good morning. Yeah. Guess I'll figure shit out on my own, I guess. Do I even have a key? Uh, if I were to leave this place, could I get back in? Yeah, she wouldn't have been able to get back in. That's true. So he gives her the silent treatment for the rest of dinner, and then he gets up to do the dishes, and he's just like, thanks for dinner. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day, she goes to see a realtor. She's looking for a place. And the realtor is like, hey, uh, with your budget, you're not going to find a lot like right in Tokyo, but you can find a nice place outside of like the city. And he shows her a place that has no deposit and is like nice for the price. And I'm just like, whoa. Suspicious. Crazy. Yeah. (laughs) What's the catch? Impossible. 
Yeah. <laughs> and he takes her to see it, and it's this lovely big building. It's old, and it's brick, and it's got a nice view. And she's like, it's on the seventh floor, and there's no elevator, but, you Ooh. know, like, it's really nice. <laughs> and then when they get into the unit, Punk Nana is already there with her realtor. Wow. Destiny. Ah. <laughs> Oh, weird. Uh, Had a fight with a shitty boyfriend and then immediately see this beautiful woman again. Hmm. Gay, right? Hmm. And then Pref Nana is like really excited to see her, but Punk Nana doesn't recognize her right away. (laughs) So like Pref Nana is under the impression that they were friends, like they made friends on the train. But Punk Nana is just kind of like, I mean, we know each other. We talked for a few hours. I didn't say goodbye, didn't get any contact info, and assumed we would never meet again. And was yep. fine with it. That's mm-hmm. a fair assumption. <laughs> so Punk Nana says that she's not sure if she's going to take the place. So Prep Nana looks around. She's really excited about it. And she goes straight to her realtor. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to take it. And then Punk Nana gets mad being like, well, I was here first. And then Prep Nana is like, well, yeah, but like you said you didn't want it. Like you weren't sure. And I'm sure I want it. And then Punk Nana is like, well, now I've made up my mind and I want it. And then she says, well, why don't you live with your boyfriend? Did he dump you? And then Prep Nana is like, if things go on the same way, they might. And I'm just like, why don't you dump him? He did you dirty. And that is the whole fucking theme of the next two episodes. (laughs) I hate it. Well, preview that. (laughs) Yeah. So Punk Nana asks what happened and they start to talk about it. But then Punk Nana's realtor like calls the conversation nonsense. And she just looks up at him and she's like, you're so fucking dumb. Shut up. And then Prep Nana's realtor suggests that they move in together because it does have two bedrooms, two separate bedrooms. And they like the idea. But then Punk Nana's realtor like pulls her aside to try to talk her out of it. He's like, do you really want to move in with her? Like, she's kind of annoying. And as soon as she like... I think he felt okay saying that because it seemed like that's what Punk Nana thought too. Yeah. But as soon as he says that, she's like, you're a sad, lonely man. (laughs) Goodbye. I mean, he's not wrong, though, is the only thing. He's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, from the knee-jerk reaction of seeing in, uh, like, one realtor interaction. Yeah, big assumption. But mm, seeing two more episodes, he wasn't wrong. He's not wrong. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I don't know. She seems like she's grown a lot from the la- from these, you know, the past, but. We still see the, the God, issues. it's rough. The deep-seated yeah. issues. <laughs> I do like just the two realtors, like the drastically diposed personalities of both of them, where Preppy Nana's like realtor's just like an old man, like about to retire. I'm like, oh, you guys can have this apartment. I'm like, you know, I don't need this to live, like this paycheck to live. I can fucking do whatever. And then the young, like, upshot realtor with Punk Nana, like, you got, I, I gotta sell it to just you. I need that full commission price. And it's yeah. Like, Yo, man, fucking chill. Like, you yeah. suck. <laughs> so after that, uh, Punk Nana is like, yeah, let's get some locks on the bedroom doors so when we want our privacy, we can have it and we'll move in together. Yay. And then she extends her hand and Prep Nana takes it and, like, oh my god, they were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh and then God. in her monologue, Prep Nana says that when she took her hand, she felt a warmth go straight to her heart. <laughs> Are you telling me she's not gay? Like, At this how can moment you say in this? time, who's to say? <laughs> who, who knows? No one can guess here. <laughs> but so that's episode one and the end of our happiness. <laughs> I will say, looking this up, uh, I saw the anime came out in 2006. 
and we see Punk Nana with like earbuds in on the train, and remembering that earbuds existed in 2006 kind of fucked me up for a second. Really? Yeah. I was kind of like, I was like, <laughs> what? Because I I have bad ears, so like they don't fit on me anyway. So it takes like I probably didn't start using them till like 2010. So just like mm. like they existed back then, but you know, iPods existed in like 2003 or something. It just like fight age is catching up to me. Like the fucking ghost it is. And, <laughs> shovel off my dusty old wee body into the grave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway. let's talk about youthful high school students. <laughs> Yay! I can't wait. Uh, I hate it. But yeah, uh, listener, um, if you need like a pretty textbook example on queer baiting, uh, watch these first three episodes because yeah, I feel betrayed. <laughs> first off, other nani. Forget about her. She's dead. She's, She's dead, dead in these episodes. She doesn't it, exist. It's pure Punk Nana? Mm-mm. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Don't know her. You know, like, the cool, fun person you want to get to know. Uh, let's learn about the Annoying Ones backstory. <laughs> I don't know. That's the, that's the thing, too. Like, it's not even like I didn't like her in the first episode, but these episodes just made really? me so mad. It made me feel bad for her more than anything. Yeah. But we've definitely had shittier main characters, but it's just kind of like they render her so unlikable and it's so upsetting. You Mm. just see the same problems repeating over and over. And like now that we have the foresight of where her future leads, we go back and just see like, oh, you kept falling in these same pit traps like over and over and over again. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we get a flashback. Let's learn preppy Nana's whole deal. So Nana comes from just an average mountain town. Uh, not too farmy, not too city. Just your your average town. Uh, we're introduced to uh, Nana's uh, boyfriend who is moving to Tokyo because he is a full-grown adult dating a high schooler. Also, should I mention he's married? Yes, he's married. He yeah. Like- and, like, I feel like we've seen this in anime before, where it's, like, an adult, like, dating, like, an actual adult dating, like, a high schooler. This dude's 29. Like, he's well into it. Like, before they painted mm-hmm. it in shows, like, where he's, like, ah, he's, you know, t- 21, 21 or something where yeah. it's just above, like, high school age, so it's not too creepy. This dude is full adult. I am 29. If you see me anywhere near a school of any kind... Please sweep my legs and drag I'm me away. I'm calling the police. Hey, Brendan, I know you're near an elementary school. I'm hey, watching. Hey. <laughs> I can't afford to live anywhere else in this goddamn city. It's okay, because you don't go outside. I don't go outside. Yeah. I refuse to. <laughs> also, I'm your neighbor now. So, uh, Hello, neighbor. I, I we love it. We're, we're recording this outside on the street. We have good uh, noise cancellation. <laughs> You're yes. sitting in a box on the street yep. with, with uh, soundproof, soundproof stuff. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, this full-grown adult married man is like, hey, uh, I gotta stop seeing you because I'm moving to Tokyo. She uh, gets upset because she was in love with this person that only meets her in hotel rooms. (sighs) Takes her out for a drive and then takes her to a hotel room and that's it. That's love, baby. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, so she's in school in a bathroom crying to her best friend Junko. She's freaking out. Junko is like the only good character, and that <laughs> Junko like, yeah. and Kiyosuke are good. Yes, Kiyosuke is <laughs> the legit. only redeeming light. She's like, "Hey, it's graduation day. Uh, uh, we're uh, like literally about to finish high school. Uh, l- don't don't worry about it. You'll you'll find some. Oh, sorry. No, I 
there's a flashback after this flashback, so I uh, <laughs> got a little thrown off in my notes. So even more backstory, uh, Nana just has an older guy thing because mm-hmm. uh, she falls deeply in love with art teacher, full-grown adult man, like the manager at a restaurant, uh, all this stuff. Nothing ever came of most of these like crushes, but uh, senior year she meets a creepy businessman and it was love at first sight. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, how they met. Um, she was feeling bad about herself because all of her crushes on these older men never went anywhere. So she immediately started a diet and uh, <laughs> fainted in a train station. And that's where she met this guy. She actually fainted at a movie theater. Oh, it, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, she's... Like, the whiplash of thinking this is gay, <laughs> this episode in particular, it, it knocked you off the rails. so it did. hard. It's, like, every new piece of information, I was just going like, oh, oh no, no, Are please. you fucking kidding me? I do like uh, when she's, like, crying to Junko in the bathroom, Junko says, uh, we're high schoolers. Any guy in a suit is older. And I'll be like, you know what? I still have that mentality. Yeah. If you're in a suit, I assume you're a professional and know more than me. <laughs> yeah, take take my peer, uh, uh, put them in a suit, I will assume a minimum they're five years older than me, because yeah. clearly they're so put together. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, she meets this guy in a movie theater, and, he's, and she's like, oh, well, I work at this restaurant. If you ever want a dinner sometime, you should come. Uh, so... Several weeks later, after radio silence, he finally shows up, and uh, she just had to ignore his wedding ring and the fact that his name is probably not the one that uh, she got. So, mm, but yes, yeah, mm. she says it's not for a few weeks, but she says like every day, like since then, I every time I thought about him, I thought about him more and more and more, and the feelings intensified. I was like, girl. And fuck? she talks about how handsome he is, and he's really not that handsome. <laughs> I did not check beautiful boy off on the yeah, bed. He was wearing a suit. That that did a lot of the heavy lifting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, uh, they finally graduate. We're back in... Uh, we're not back in the present. We're back in the past. Still. <laughs> fuck. Oh. <laughs> Shit, um, almost there. It's the present for these episodes. Yeah. Uh, so they're done with high school. They decide they're going to go to art school. Uh, they went to an all-girl uh, high school, so this is the first time dealing with co-ed learning environments. <laughs> Going into this new school, uh, uh, Junko is like, hey, I know you always immediately fall in love with everyone. Can you please try not to fall in love with the first person you see? <laughs> so the first person we see is uh, future boyfriend Shoji. Yeah! <laughs> So, uh, they are all in the same class together, uh, uh, Shoji and Junko are friends, and also were introduced to, uh, Kiyosuke. where is it? Kiyosuke. Uh, yeah, uh, future Junko's boyfriend, Kiyosuke, you know, the only two cool people, I wish we could hang mm-hmm. out with them more, but, uh, <laughs> oh well. But yeah, so they're all in a class, and, uh, you know, just being in a classroom with a boy, that's so erotic to her, uh, she just immediately falls <laughs> Oh god, it's just, it's way too much. Just so hot Ooh. and heavy. Nana thinks uh, Junko wants to date Shoji, which is uh, not true. Like, the pairs 
have the same hair, <laughs> just in different <laughs> lengths. So it's like, yeah, we, we're telling you who goes together. Just <laughs> watch an anime, please. <laughs> but uh, thinks that Junko wants to date Shoji, and she's like, hey, lean in close. I got to tell you a little secret. You don't got to try to fuck every dude you meet. <laughs> Which is a revelation to not. <laughs> what? You mean they're people? Junko uh, actually says, like, they're dudes, but they're also, like, human beings underneath that. Just treat them like you would a human being. And she's like, oh, no way. I'm just like, girl, you're like... I don't even know how to do that. You're like 18 fucking... <laughs> Girls and guys can't be friends with each other. <laughs> Gross. Remember how I loved being a housewife in the future still? Anyways... <laughs> So uh, she's trying to fight the instinct to fall in love and uh, just keep fucking up so badly in romantic things because she just sees someone latches on and then is surprised that they aren't the perfect match. But the boys come over to Junko's house. Uh, they're all hanging out. And Nana's like, okay, okay, friendship time. Ooh, gotta psych myself up. Being friends with a boy. <laughs> what a strange concept. <laughs> She doesn't know how to react, so the solution, honestly, I relate, is uh, drink enough to open up and uh, uh, just let everything out. And uh, just, you know, that social lubricant. So naturally, she gets too drunk and uh, just rants and cries about her ex-boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> they start out lighthearted. She's really connecting like, oh, oh, you know, just uh, stories about my exes. <laughs> A lot of them were like illegal relationships, but <laughs> let's laugh. <laughs> um, um, but when she finally gets to like talking about uh, Takushi, uh, she's like, oh, no, 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 and, no, no, and no, just no. starts crying because she's not over it. Junko is like, okay, we reached sad drunk point. It's time for you to go to bed. Night's winding down. Uh, so they put Nana to bed, and uh, Kyosuke is passed out. So Shoji is like, yeah, he can sleep here. That's fine. And as Junko is uh, showing Shoji out, uh, she's like, hey, you know that Nana is into you, right? And he's like, what? what? Uh, she uh, she spent the whole time talking about ex-boyfriends. That's not a great move when you're into something. <laughs> She's a mess. Yeah. She's stupid. <laughs> and so begins the next two episodes. Constant back and forth of, do they like each other? Do they hate each other? Can Let's let's change it every scene so you don't know what's happening. Do you ever want to see Ross and Rachel from Friends, but in an anime? Neither did no, we, No, because I hate Ross. Yeah. <laughs> Ross sucks so fucking much. Just like Shoji. <laughs> Nana wakes up the next morning completely forgetting in a drunken state that she revealed all this stuff. She goes out into the living room and finds Junko and Kyosuke cuddling. Ooh. 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 And then uh, they catch her up and the fact that she told everyone everything about her exes, so she gets all embarrassed. Junko finally flips and is like, okay, um, yeah, I think you and Choji could be good for each other. Uh, it, it, that could work out. And... <laughs> God, they can't stop queer baiting. They, <laughs> Nana says, and I quote, because I wrote it out earlier. Mm -hmm. Oh, Junko, uh, if you weren't a girl, I would so be your girlfriend. And it's like, oh, come uh, on, don't. 
You can't. <laughs> That's what every girl who turns uh, turns out to be attracted to women says <laughs> before she realizes she's attracted to women. <laughs> It's like, oh, I just want my best girlfriend to be a guy, and then it's perfect. It's like, no, you just gotta... You just have to kiss your girlfriend, it's fine. Girls yeah, can just kiss, change the, okay. the parameters a touch, and then you're right there, so... <laughs> I like that Jinko, like, recoils at that. They're like, oh, God, no, I would never want to date you. You're a hot mess. And I'm just like, thank God Junko knows. <laughs> like, yeah, good for she's you. Aware. You've got a good head on your shoulders, <laughs> yeah. Junko. See, this is why I do think this Nana is annoying, because Junko, also raised in the same town, didn't turn out this way. There, There is a chance that <laughs> Nana could have just been a normal person that knows how social interactions and relationships work, but nope. Didn't work out. Uh, she just ignores all advice and is like, oh no, let me fall in love and turn to disaster. I don't know uh, how much we're delving into Nana's backstory. I feel like there's an episode where we get the origins of this daddy fixation because that it started <laughs> in high school at some point, and that's clearly the root of a lot of her problems. Yeah, it, uh, we'll probably get there, but boy, do Maybe. I not want to see it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about punk rock Nana? She's cool. Oh, give me more of her. Uh, I want more. Of her. Uh, they're in class now that Shoji was told that Nana has a thing for her. He's like, okay, uh, do you want to go to a movie sometime? But now Nana just really sticking to her guns of, no, I'm not going to fall in love with everyone immediately, even though I've already fallen in love with this person and I'm going to be in denial about it for uh, the next episode. She's like, no. And then somehow like uh cuts her finger she's think she's cutting the paper and yeah she's like thinking about like i'll resist falling in love because i don't want him to happen again and things about the dude the creepy man i love i love that in this this college level art class they're just (laughs) cutting pieces of paper with scissors you know seemingly for no reason it's art 101 you i'll start with construction paper it's fine We're doing collages! (laughs) Your first practice is you have to make confetti. (laughs) So yeah, they go to the nurse's office, but no nurse in sight. It's uh, Shoji uh, uh, putting the bandage on her. And he's like, yeah, we gotta take care of this immediately, because if you uh, don't address it right away, it's only gonna get worse. And then she's like, oh, my love. (laughs) Revelation. Weird, if I have issues and I just suppress them, I can't get through them. Oh, who would have thought? So Shoji, ha- can you teach me how to fix a broken heart? <laughs> oh, <laughs> delicious dialogue. <laughs> uh, they realize, oh yeah, uh, the way to get over an old love is a fling and to find new love. Yeah. Shoji's like, ah, oh, yes, perfect. That, now's my chance. So naturally, it came up. And of course, Nana is like, all right, great. Where can I meet the cool guys in town? <laughs> Fucking loser nerd. You lame-ass nerd. <laughs> uh, so uh, he directs her to go to a club, and that's where we end episode two. I don't know if it's episode two or three. She says, like, I value our friendship more than a relationship. Or she value... No, it's when she's talking to Junko. She's like, I value, like, having a guy friend more than having a boyfriend. I was like, no, that's backwards. Your boyfriend can also be your friend. You also didn't think it was physically humanly possible to be friends with a guy yesterday. And now you're so staunchly in this corner. She literally just does whatever anyone tells her. Mm -hmm. And it never benefits her. It never works out well. And she keeps doing it. Anything anyone tells her 
Unless it's actually good advice, and then she's like, no, I'm already latched onto this other shitty advice. (laughs) That can't be true. Until new shitty advice comes along. (laughs) Yeah, so we start off episode three. She's going to the club to try and find some cute, cool guys, get turned up. And God, just sitting in the club just threw me back to college. I was like, I already have a headache. Just the imagery, <laughs> the setting of a club, it gives me a headache and I don't want to be there. And we see Nana, uh, she's looking at like the DJ and it's like, oh wow, he's pretty cute. And she ends up running into uh, Shoji. And uh, yeah, now that I'm recapping the episode, let's see how long I can get those names right. Because it's, I can feel it sliding already. <laughs> I was going from Nana to Nana, so you're good. <laughs> I only remember Junko and Kiyotsuke because they're the only ones I respect. They're the good ones. <laughs> Uh, so she bumps into Shoji, and as they're leaving the club, uh, why'd she run into Shoji? Oh, maybe it's because he told her to go there, and he followed her there, because he's a fucking creep. Um, <laughs> and while they're leaving, she's ranting about the DJ, of like, oh, he's so cool, and he's great, and he's like, oh, why don't you ask him? I was like, uh, he apparently gets, like, different women every night, and he's, uh, like, a, I think she says, an enemy to all women. And I was like, weren't you just <laughs> saying how hot and cool he What? You're also fucking a married man. You can't play that card. You can't judge. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get those <laughs> luxuries. Uh, so yeah, Nana rejects him and says he's an enemy to all women and mentions that Junko seems to talk to her less now that she's dating Kiyosuke. And uh, he's like, well, you know, I know Junko and Kiyosuke are out right now. Why don't we go meet up with them and have a few drinks? So they go meet up and decide, like, hey, we're all young and got some free time. Let's just fucking go to the beach. Yeah, let's just fucking beach it up. Yeah, we can do that easily. They go to the beach. That's a beach (laughs) Beach episode. episode. Yeah, right there. We've done it. Haven't had one of those in a while. So we get the opening and then, yeah, back uh, back to them at the hotel room at the beach. And Junko's getting tired. And Nana takes that as a hint of, like, ah. You're tired and you want to go to bed. Audible wink. Like, very obvious. <laughs> Got it. Uh, Shoji, let's get out of here. It's like, but uh, me and Kyosuke are sharing a room and you and Junko are sharing a room. She's like, no, 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 no. Shut up. Let's go back to your room. <laughs> They're like, trying to uck <laughs> wink with that much Shoji, subtlety. you absolute stupid fucking virgin. <laughs> <laughs> God, don't you know how relationships work at all? I'm an expert. <laughs> I, Nana, am the Chad. <laughs> the Chad. Nana, the Chad. And I'm just like, <laughs> just like they're all been in relationships. They're all in cut. Like, you'd be like, yo, they want a fuck dog. Let's give them a minute. <laughs> it's just show- she takes Shoji back uh, to his room. And uh, Shoji and Nana talk about if a guy and a girl can share a room, and if it's even possible, it's not allowed. Nana gets all flustered. of like, wait, I got to stay here tonight. I got to go back and switch rooms. They're like, no, then fuck him. You can't switch rooms now. He's like, oh, no, you're right. I can't switch now. I can't do that to our Junko. And it's like, I like, especially in front of the people fucking being like, we are going to give you your privacy so you can fuck. With that much clarity. <laughs> I feel like Kyosuke and Junko were like, yeah, we didn't plan on doing it. Like, I don't, I don't even fucking know if we will. Like, we'll probably just sleep. Like, Junko was like, I am tired. I am going to go to sleep. We're in a relationship. It's not, we're not sneaking around like high schoolers. And Nana and uh, Shoji are like freaking out about that. And like, Nana's worried that Shoji's a guy. And she's like, I can't share a room with a guy. He's a sexual monster. They'll fuck anything. Like, the way she's talking about, like... It's like... And he's like, says something about it, too. Like, yeah. he's just like, guys have urges. And it's like, dude... Uh, eh. 
She's like, I can share a room with you because you're my friend. He's like, but I'm also a guy. Are you sure you can share a room with me? I am a sexual. It's like, what the fuck are you getting at? Like, why are you both talking? What? Like, it's just a very weird. What is wrong with you people? Yeah, they're both arguing why this is a bad thing, but also being like, no, we got to keep doing it because I'm a monster. It's like, we gotta power through to this for our friendship. It's like, you, you're clearly ruining your friendship by powering through. What? Like, <laughs> just no one is happy in this situation, but we're yeah. just gonna ignore it. There are two beds in this room. Both of you lay in one each and go to sleep and it'll be fine. <laughs> just fucking get God, over this yourselves. This is truly the opposite of the, oh no, the hotel only has one has room one with bed. one bed. Oh. It's it's them with two rooms. There's no issue. Or two beds. And there's no issue. And they're like, oh, God. Oh, we're going to fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> Looks like But we- I also, like, I feel like this scene ends with Shoji getting in one of the beds and being like, I'm just going to go to sleep. And then Nana being like, does he respect me? <laughs> like, no, he fucking no. doesn't. Uh, oh, no. There's two beds. We got to use only one of them. It's like, what? No, why are these rules you're making up? Like, who established this? You're fu- you're both insane. Bonkers. Don't you know the well-known hotel room? One is for eating food in bed so you can be sloppy, and the other one is for actually sleeping. <laughs> Come on, it's like you've never traveled. I've actually heard that before. <laughs> anyway, they fucking have their pissy hissy fit. They, the, Nana cries because she does in every scene, and they go to bed. And next morning, they're at the beach. Nana's in the water already, and Jingo's talking to Shoji. And he's just like, ugh, I didn't get any sleep. I was too rock hard all night to sleep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Nana's like, hey, Jingo, go in the water. So she goes up to go to the water. She says, like, hey, Shoji, like, you can look after Nana, right? Like, when I'm in Tokyo, you can take care of her. He's like, what? I mean, I guess. She's like, good. As long as someone's looking out for her. Bad move, Junko! Bad move! <laughs> so she gets up and goes in the water, and Kiyosuke, like, swings by uh, and sits down. I love in one scene, Kiyosuke just had, like, a Jamaican hat, like, around his dreads. I'm just like, they're really leaning into the whole dress. <laughs> yeah. And he sits down with, uh, Kiyosuke sits down with uh, Shoji, and they talk about how Junko's going to Tokyo to go to the art school. He's like, yeah, and I'm going to go with her. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, we're in a relationship. Like, yeah, <laughs> why, why wouldn't I? <laughs> I got nothing else going on. And I think he, I think he says he's going to art school too. So then we get a shot of them back in the hotel, and that's when Juka tells Nana, uh, not here it is, Nana, <laughs> that uh, she's moving to Tokyo, the art school, and Nana starts crying, and she's like, "My friends are leaving. What do I do without guidance from anyone else, while also refusing to listen to guidance from anyone else?" Ah, my identity. Uh, I, I have like no you- other friends because I drive them all away with my annoyingness. <laughs> I only throw myself in unhealthy relationships that don't work out, and I know that going into... God, I had a lot of friends that like that in high school. Um, I like Kiyosuke even comments. He's like, wait, you're not sad about me going to Tokyo? She's like, no, I don't care about you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just like Kiyosuke who's like very present and in the moment. She's like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> just a reasonable chill dude being like, oh, fuck, my girlfriend's friends suck. He's like the only one stable in this whole dynamic. They freak out, and while they're out, yeah, she runs out, has some alone time on the beach, Shoji follows after her, and says he's thinking about going to art school in Tokyo, too. This is such fucking bullshit that Junko is like, yeah, you can stay here and and look after Nana because you like her so much, right? 
uh, first and train he's to like, Tokyo. yeah, of course I can. Of course I can do that, friend Juko, that I've known you for so long. And then he's like, actually, fuck that. Hey, what about fuck that? <laughs> I actually want to follow you guys, because who am I without you guys? <laughs> <laughs> so, he, yeah, he says he's going to Tokyo. He tells Nana that she should go, too. It's like, maybe you can find, like... He tells her that she should go. You know how we He's just, the like... the one that tells her. Talked about all this and how they're going and, like, we're, you know, moving on to do our own thing to find our own identities and own goals in life. Come on. Let's just keep this ride going. But then he tells her that she shouldn't. That's my thing. <laughs> Cut to them in Junko's apartment and they're all looking for colleges for Nana to get into because she didn't plan on going into any art schools in Tokyo and now they gotta scramble. And she's studying real hard so she can tag along with all her friends. Cut to them in Tokyo, going to different universities. She didn't get into any of them. Because she's not mm-hmm. really that great at art. Because she never wanted to. She was doing it for the teacher. She wanted the bone. <laughs> and also to go to a co-ed school and meet boys. Boys! And uh, yeah, so they're having dinner like in Tokyo, in the city. And uh, they find out Nana got rejected everywhere. And uh, Shoji takes her out, and they're like, we're in Tokyo, let's go around, let's take a stroll in the city while we're here. And uh, while they're walking around, Shoji Shoji says, like, yeah, you might be better off staying at home, at a local school, and, like, you know, getting the credits there or something, and, like, transferring in. You know, the opposite of what I told you at the beach. Uh, This fucking guy. So stupid. Stupid! I hate him. <laughs> I hate Everyone so flip flops every other scene about every deeply held belief they have. Really no one stands for anything. <laughs> and uh, Nana says, "Like, oh, it'll, it'll be easy. I can just like find a job. I'll like pay for my rent and the school once I find a job, and I'll go to Tokyo." It's like, what about the Tainoka College? You talked about that. It's like, ah, oh, my parents won't pay for that. It's like, but I can pay for both an apartment and school on my own. Or I guess if she goes to school, her parents will pay for that. Uh, but she's like, I can make it work. And Shoji starts yelling at her, like, you can't just get through stuff because you think you will, because your, like, indomitable spirit will just make everything work out. Yeah, you gotta stop acting like a child. Sometimes you just have to grow up. She asks if he'll be, uh, if he'll get lonely without her being with him in Tokyo. And he goes, no, I'll be relieved. And he gets all huffy and yells and, like, walks off and it's like, I hate this guy. <laughs> like, he sucks so much. There is. Literally no redeeming qualities about this human being whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And he, like, the way he's like, get your head out of the clouds. You have to be serious about your future. I'm just like, what are you doing? You randomly decided that you were going to go to art school in Tokyo because your friends were. Mm-hmm. What are you talking too, about? Bro. How do you have money for it, Shoji? <laughs> Shoji. <laughs> you and uh, Nana are the same person, except you're an asshole about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly she has protagonist syndrome and that uh she's just incompetent in anything she tries to do <laughs> but you're actively being a dick <laughs> protagonist syndrome uh yeah so he yells about that and everyone stares at him on the street because they're just fighting in public and he storms off and gets all pissy and she realizes hey i don't know where the hotel is i just assumed shoji knew and he would just lead me back and i relied entirely on him to know anything because i am apparently oblivious to literally everything around me except for love except for that sweet dick uh so (laughs) she doesn't even know where she is like she's lost in the city while she's kind of dumbstruck she's we see tears coming down her face and um worried about where she'll go and how she'll get back to the hotel and while she's freaking out about that he appears the married man 
who moved to Tokyo. Uh, uh, he conveniently is right there on that city block right next to her in the whole fucking city. And I don't bother learning his name because I do not respect this man! It's Suit Man. <laughs> it's him or he or Suit. When she sees him, she just starts bawling again and starts going full-on cry mode. Back to the hotel room, we see Junko lay, uh, laying into Shoji saying like, the fuck do you mean you just left her in the city randomly and don't know where she is and she doesn't know where she is? What kind of fucking friend are you? <laughs> like, Have boyfriend. you not learned that she's stupid? She is, baby. But like the dumb baby that cries a lot and no one really likes. You know those dumb babies? <laughs> um, in the hotel, Junko says like, alright, Nana's in love with you, you fucking idiot, and I gotta go find her because clearly you're not gonna take care of her like I thought you would. And uh, Shoji realizes like, hey, maybe I am an idiot and he's just slamming back beers. And Kiyosuke is like, yeah, you are. <laughs> you both are. <laughs> That's why you thought you'd be good together. And uh, after pounding a few more beers, Shoji's like, I gotta go find her too. And he's like, is like, wait, hold on. And he runs out the door. And Kiyosuke just looks at the nightstand and he sees Junko and Shoji's cell phones. And he's like, ah, fucking people. I think he says something <laughs> like they, they act before they think or something where he's just like, yeah, he's gotta calm down and just realize the situation. God, Kiyosuke, you're so cool. You're so level-headed and calm about fucking everything. <laughs> what an actual adult. Meanwhile, uh, Nani is out to dinner with him. Mm. And it's a, clearly a nice fancy restaurant. She's realizing, like, ah, he hasn't changed at all. Or no, he says she hasn't changed at all. She's like, what? I look different, and it's, you know, it's been years. He's she like, says that she feels like she looks more like a child than she did when he met her. And he says, I like it. It suits you. Fucking gross. Fuck this man. <laughs> yeah, he says her her style is different, but the way she talks around him is the same. She talks like a high schooler, like young and naive and impressionable and easy to trick. Fuck. <laughs> Pervert. Yeah, she says uh, he's the same too. Whenever she asks what's wrong with him, he just goes silent. And she says that it's always been hard on her whenever he did that. He's like, oh, sorry. And then does it again. So it's like, <laughs> fucking, that doesn't help, man. <laughs> we, are, we just established it's not helpful. So while they're at dinner, Nana thinks about that maybe their whole relationship together wasn't a lie, like she was worried about. It wasn't like a weird, cruel trick that an older man was playing on a young, naive high school student. And he's a fucking pedophile. Maybe it wasn't all smoke and mirrors. Uh, and maybe there she's was. like, maybe he did love me. And yeah. I'm like, no, he didn't. Uh, did not. You dumb, dumb girl. Just, like, any time someone she's interested in, like, just even the faintest, like, if someone sprinted by at full speed, if this man just sprinted down the street and was like, hi, Nanny, uh, she would still be like, oh, she, he's so sweet, uh, the, uh, the, the feelings between us me. and this interaction. It's like, no, fuck you, you're just in love with everyone! She literally fell in love with a pizza guy who doesn't know who she is. Like, she's like... It, I ended things with the pizza guy because I guess he got a new job or something. It's like, what do you mean? You, you only talk to him with delivery pizzas? I deliver pizzas. We don't give a shit about the customer. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. And so she's thinking that like, maybe that's just the person that he is. And maybe like the relationship they have is just what a relationship with him is like. Like It doesn't matter nope. if it's with her. It's just that's what every relationship with him is like. Uh, you know, mm. maybe that's like how his relationship with this wife is. You know, his wife he's mm. been married to for years, mm. and it, uh, she shouldn't feel bad about the relationship they had in the past, and that like that was just another, you know, another relationship for her. It wasn't a malicious or terrible relationship in particular. It oh, just... but it was. Ooh. <laughs> and after dinner, he walks her back to the hotel, but not all the way. He doesn't want to be seen with her because you know affairs and all that. And as they're walking towards the hotel, he stops like a block short. And they run into a co-worker of his, and he's like, ha-ha, suit guy, 
what are you doing out here with this young girl? I'm going to have to tell your wife. And he's like, ah, don't worry. I just took her out to dinner. I'll have to take you out to dinner to keep it quiet. He's like, ha ha ha. Please don't tell my wife. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, ha ha, clearly jokes to like evade him taking it seriously and actually thinking he's in an affair. And Nani's like, you didn't lie to him. He's like, yeah, because if I tried to avoid it, it would be more suspicious. So I just turned it off like a chew. Because I'm skilled at lying about my relationships. I'm so used to this. I'm so practiced at this. Uh, and when the coworker sees him, he says, like, the suit guy's last name. Once again, didn't write it down. I don't care about this scumbag. It's fine. Nani says, um, oh, well, at least I know you gave me your real last name. And he's like, what? She's like, oh, well, you know, you're lying to your wife. I assumed you lied to me and gave me a fake name. It's like, yeah, that's a fair assumption. This guy's a lying piece <laughs> of shit. As she's about to leave, she gets, like, a sudden, like, uh, epiphany, like, a sudden realization. And it's just, like, a very tense shot of her, like, looking at him. And before she leaves, she suddenly goes, uh, hey, stop cheating on your wife. And he goes, I'll try not to. I'll try. To. I'll, I'll try. try. You're a little old for my taste now, Nana, so <sighs> I'm not going to sleep with you. <laughs> but I'll try not to sleep with other high school girls. That's probably what happens. <sighs> <sighs> so she leaves and runs off. She, she learns to not regret her relationship with him. Though she fucking should. She... <laughs> oh, okay. And while running away, her cell phone starts going off. She's like, ooh, that ringtone's annoying. I should change that. Almost like she's maturing, but also not. Because she didn't realize the fucking predator she just had dinner with. So she opens herself in this kiosk being like, hey, everyone just ran out to try and find you. No one has their cell phones. You people are dumb. Like, you guys gotta <laughs> relax. <laughs> this would have been a lot easier. Like, while I'm funny, he's like, oh yeah, by the way, Shoji's out looking for you, he's drunk, and also super in love with you. She's like, oh, he's in love with me? He's like, yeah, stop lying to yourself, and he's gotta stop lying to himself, and you two just gotta fucking get it over with, because, like, I'm done with your childhood, bu- this childish, like, bullshit. It's like, ah, oh, If we carry on a will-they-won't-lay for more than these two episodes, I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Kiyosuke is the audience surrogate right now. He speaks on behalf of us. It's like, I, we know you end up together. Get through it. <laughs> and she asks, like, oh, well, I gotta find Shoji. Where's Shoji? Kiyoshi's like, I don't fucking know. He ran out without his cell phone. Like a goddamn idiot. She's like, I gotta confess my feelings to Shoji. And she runs off to find Shoji somewhere in the fucking city. And that's the end. And uh, we also see Junko come back to, like, we gotta go find uh, Nana. I forgot my cell phone. And Kiyoshi's like, yeah, man, I already fucking called her. Like, I'm way ahead of this because I take a <laughs> second to think about my actions. It's like, oh, you beautiful man. You beautiful dreadlocked man. <laughs> And that's episode three. And boy, howdy. Oh. Boy, howdy. I, uh, uh, so much potential just wasted. I'm conflicted. This is, this is my thing about these episodes, is that Nana, preppy Nana, <laughs> she, like, they don't portray it as such in the TV show, but she's in emotionally manipulative relationships, and then is just like, Oh my god, I've learned my lesson. Maybe he wasn't such a bad guy. And then she also, at one point in episode three, says that she should stop playing the victim. And I'm like, girl, you were like 16 when a man scooped you up when you were vulnerable at a movie theater and then fucked you a bunch of times. You are a victim. Like, you thought you didn't even know his real name. But, like, the show is just, like, she's stupid. And, like, she is annoying, and she is stupid, but I don't feel like she's... No, stop. I don't feel like she's stupid for this. Yeah, you no, know no. what I mean? Like, her personality is stupid and annoying, 
but to portray her as stupid for being in shitty relationships because men are terrible to her sucks so much. Yeah, I think you're right. They're portraying her as like stupid and airheaded about the wrong things. She is, yeah. but not about this part where she's a victim who is in a pedophilic relationship with a 29-year-old man when she was in high school. And I think Japan in high school is like 15 to 18 or something. So like. Yeah, she, I mean, I don't even think she was 18 oh, when she met him. No. And also, she doesn't even know if he was actually 29. That could, everything could have been mm-hmm. a lie. Because he's a cheater and he only picks her up to go on long drives and then fuck her in a hotel room. Like, he's just like, ugh. Yeah, and even in her relationship, I mean, we don't know a lot about her relationship with Shoji. But leading up to this point, it's been terrible. It's not been great. It makes me really mad that the show is like, yeah, this stupid bitch. She keeps letting men manipulate her. And it's like, No. That's not what is happening. She's not letting it happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoyed this show because, uh, like most shows that don't take place in high school, it doesn't take place in high school for the most part. Mm. It's like, great, adults. I don't have to worry about weird, predatory relationships. Whoops, you got me. Too late. Oops. You got me. <laughs> just kidding. They all are except for the two cool people. Yeah, I mean, the first half, I thought this was a fun show. You pulled the rug out on her. And then, yeah, like, punk rock Nani. It's like, yo. She's fucking rad. I'm sure she's got a lot of fucking baggage we'll get ups into in episode 6 to 10. But we haven't yet, so right now she's still pretty fucking cool. Oh well, I won't find out anything about her. It's like, ugh, no. Yeah. I like her and you said it before too, I think because it is 47 episodes, they're it's just like, yeah, time. let's just drag out this content of us being terrible to this girl. Like, if it was like 12 or 13 episodes... I'm sure this whole flashback, like, all of college would have been in one episode, if not, like, half an episode. Yeah, I mean, we got the gist of it in the first episode, honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, these, if it was 12 to 13 episodes, this probably wouldn't even happen. These two, episodes two and three just made us love Chunko and Kiyosuke more. (laughs) That's all it did. (laughs) Yeah. I had to look it up. Are we there yet? No. It, no. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, there's parts I like, but I feel I don't trust it anymore. Like, yeah. the, I did yeah. enjoy elements of the show. I enjoy that because it's not like actiony or like big cinematic like, like scenery shots and something. I think they put all the budget into the actual character design, so their clothes and hairstyles change fairly frequently. And I really enjoyed seeing that element of it and stuff like that. Um, but I I don't trust it anymore. I, I, it is I could see potential. Painfully hetero. Yeah. I could see potential, but I, I have trust issues now. Yeah, but like specifically, I was trying to look up like, hey, like it's get, right? undeniable in that first episode that they are trying to set up something queer. So I was like, okay, do does that follow through? Let me look it up. So I found this article uh, on animefeminist.com uh, by Roy Lemons. It's called A Tale of Two Nanas, The Fuzzy Line Between Homoromantic Subtext and Queer Baiting in Nana. So, I've just been scrolling through that just a little bit, just to, like, get a sense. And, yeah, it seems uh, like there's a lot of reference to the manga. Like, the thumbnail of this article is the two nanas in bed together sleeping. (laughs) So, like, yeah, that's kind of what they're going for. And the artist who made this series had queer characters in previous works. So, like... Yeah, it's pretty much confirmed. Yeah, not gonna be gay. We're definitely just queer bait. And it's like, okay, then why I'm wasting my time. No, I, I'm leaving. Why bother? Good day. Because I, I know there's the popular um, manhwa, it's a Chinese uh, comic series, with um, two girls in love. 
and I know it got a lot more restrictive in the romance, but it's because of um, the publisher was restricting it and saying, like, you can't show them being any more intimate than you already have, like, you know, uh, at sales or whatever, advertisers don't like it. And the artist is like, no, fuck you, I'm going to keep doing it. And, like, that's what's limited that series. So I am curious if there is some overarching, like, issue or if this was the author's intent and this was their creative choice to do this direction. And if so, why? Why? Why why do this to us? Like, I've, uh, full disclosure, I've only sort of skimmed this article because I've only looked it up since starting to record. Uh, But uh, it looks like the creator of this series in their previous work, likely through the same company, had a bi main character and a trans secondary character. So, like, it's not a censorship thing. It's definitely mm. a creative choice rather than limitations of what they're allowed to show. So, yeah. with it being a conscious choice of, ooh, uh, uh, we touch hands and I go straight to my heart, and, oh, this girl's so cute when she laughs, and oh, if you were a guy, I'd date you in a heartbeat. It's like, yeah, no, this is clearly a closeted gay woman, and uh, we're not going to delve into that. We're just going to keep Commit about to the, the bit. relationships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gay, it's a bit. I'm a, I've been in a loving relationship for <laughs> 47 years with the same woman as a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you ever shitpost so hard, you just end up in a committed relationship in San Francisco? <laughs> yes. <laughs> one time <laughs> uh, that's upsetting but yeah just uh such a hard pivot such a hard yeah. yes this is punk rock carol and tuesday and uh less racist so cool and then uh we just get a bunch of uh shit piled on top of yeah shitty abusive relationships let's portray this a naive uh, child as an idiot for not immediately being great at relationships or knowing when they're actively harmful. And it's like, no, come on, just be gay. I came here for the gay. <laughs> just just be the gay. It's all we ask. I feel like I got Voltron all over again. And it's just like, because it's, <laughs> it's, they're portraying it so much like that. So like, yeah, if this is the style of like, if the author or the creator has done similar stuff like this before with LGBT uh, plus characters, like why not? Why is this one taking a hard turn? Like, I don't, I, I just got a lot of questions. It's just yeah. it's confusing. It, uh... Cause I, like I said, I do enjoy elements of this story. I do like, you know, the, the dialogue between characters, how it is like not as trope. <laughs> All right, here we go. If you just take Nana out, Preppy Nana out, I pretty much like a lot of this. <laughs> but everything tied around her just feels real tropey and just feels really misguided or like like a yeah. weird direction. And it's just like, uh, it kind of feels skeezy. But everyone else, I kind of like, except for Sochi, obviously Sochi is a piece of shit, but he's the token <laughs> piece of shit ex-boyfriend or soon to be ex-boyfriend. So if this show was just about Junko and Kyosuke and, and then rock. Punk Nana yeah. dating another girl. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm so into it. like, yes, I'm gay. I'd like to date you, Punk Nana. Or even what like... That would be great. Yeah, trouble. like even some acknowledgement like in that first episode of like, yeah, uh, yeah, I've, I have a shitty uh, past. Like showing that she has grown and not being, oh yeah, this is the same person. She hasn't learned anything from all the bullshit she had to deal with. Uh, yeah, exact yeah. same person. Yeah, because, like, they show her the same, like, uh, quote-unquote annoying and kind of ditzy and uh, all that, like, tropey stuff. And it's like, no, you actually have a really shitty backstory if you just come into it with some growth and we can build from there and be like, hey, 
I'm an actual adult person, I've made mistakes, but I'm learning and uh, not immediately doing the opposite of any good advice given to me, then, yeah. Maybe there's a therapy arc. Oh, God, I wish. Where she just goes to therapy and addresses (laughs) the fact that this was not, that this man was not in love with her and that it was a terrible um, manipulative relationship. And then she's like, wow, my eyes are open. I love women. Let's just rewrite (laughs) Nana. Uh, (laughs) My lesbian eye has opened. (laughs) My third lesbian eye. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Well, I'm glad that's over. Yeah. (laughs) I I got so excited when I was like, ooh, gay? Mm, gay? And, oh, yeah. Such a... When you messaged us, I was like, oh, no. Uh, he's only on episode one. Uh, the hetero <laughs> whiplash just oh, hurts so bad. So I'm sorry. That's okay. It was a time. <laughs> it's an experience. Thank you for the recommendation. We've now gotten oh, a taste fuck. of what uh, this popular, apparently well-known series. I, that's the first I've heard of it. But I just... forgot it was a recommendation. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's... I'm sorry I'm yelling about it so much. Hey, that's part of the deal. Uh, that's the gamble you run when you recommend. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, we love you. Uh, you're great. Uh, you can enjoy all the shows you like, and that is totally cool. You have our full support. <clears throat> Queer baiting doesn't, doesn't work. It's not going to work here. Uh, not, not I've been get burned us before. <laughs> See, I've been burned before and I've learned, and that's the difference between me and Nana. If it makes you feel any better, it's nothing we wouldn't do to ourselves. I recommend a lot of shows these two <laughs> We've all gone through it on one of a show or another, so we've all been there. It's, uh, it's the gamble you run with anime. That's why we made this podcast. Uh, but what, what do we... Wait. Do we have something to look forward to next week? I don't want to say what should we look forward to if it's a Brendan pick and it's going <laughs> to destroy it's, us. It's not me this don't time. Don't worry, it's not. It's not okay. Uh, we're going back to our roots. We're going back oh. to our furry, furry roots. Oh. And we're going to watch the first three episodes of Brand New Animal. Ooh. I've actually been meaning to watch this. Yeah, I am hopeful for. I've heard good things. And if anything, the animation looks really cool. So. There'll be that if the rest is bad. It's Studio Trigger. They know they know how to animate stories. We'll <laughs> <Yep>. see. Animation <laughs> A plus. <laughs> uh, mildly hopeful, I guess is is the tone to take into next week. Uh, it's gonna be pretty. I think that's the tone else. you should take every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mostly <laughs> minor dread is how I go into most recordings. <laughs> um, that's fair. But yeah, uh, if there's a show you would like us to watch, you can send your recommendations to us. Our email is yet, or you can reach out on Twitter or Instagram, yet on both. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan and listen to my fiction podcast, Echoed Locations. You can find me on Instagram at honey.d and on Twitter at honeyd8 and honeydart. And honey is spelled H-U-N-N-I-E. New hands. Mm-hmm. Find me on Twitter at ABTS Brendan. It stands for Almost Better Than Silence, which is a video game podcast I also do. If you aren't sick of me rambling here, seek help. <laughs> and then maybe listen to that podcast. <laughs> while you're in the waiting room for uh, the help. Yeah, it'll be a while. Thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for our theme song stories. You can find all of Louis's music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. Sometimes therapy is good. Need a punk rock girlfriend. Another punk rock girlfriend.